y dos. Y dos. Una. Y dos. Y dos. Hello and welcome to Cortez NYC Livestream, the podcast. This show broadcasts twice a week out of New York City. We are your hosts, Cortez NYC. And Carla de Puerto Rico. And on the show, we talk about art, creativity, city life. From a Latino perspective, I'm a visual artist. And I'm a singer. And this is episode 26, Art Trumps All. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbean. Please subscribe and rate and review our podcast. You can also find us on social media on Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram. And don't forget, June 24th, Sunday, I will be at the Street Art Expo in Astoria, Queens. So if you're in the New York area, go to their website, check it out, find out the prices. Uh, I'll be there sketching, signing, and selling original artwork, as well as launching my new merchandise. Um, and you can see some of my current merchandise at cortezNYC.bigcartel.com. For more information about the Street Art Expo, go to streetartexpo.com. We're going to have the links on the description box. And a shout out to all my people on Instagram, all our listeners, our followers, people rating and reviewing on iTunes. Carla? Yes, thank you for your comments, your likes, and keep listening. And we're ready for this World Cup, right? Yes, Colombia. All right, so we're going to talk about politics, art, political art. Ooh, controversial. <laughs> no, not controversial. doesn't have to be controversial. Okay. At least from my little bit of research, I realized that it doesn't have to be controversial. Okay, so let's learn more. So I decided to talk about political art. I've done political art in the past. I think graffiti in general is associated with political art or politics. Yeah. For whatever reason, we can get into it. We can kind of explore it. But there's always been an association with it. I like political themes. I like especially anti-establishment kind of themes. I think that kind of, you know, rings with me, um, that ideology. Even though at times, you know, sometimes the politicians are more anti-establishment than we are. Mm-hmm. And that's the weird thing when yep. politics goes upside down like that. Yeah. Um, we're living in some crazy times right now. We are. This episode was definitely our political piece. This is our political art, this episode, and this podcast. Yeah. And I'm going to also dive into why this is also a political piece. And I think by the end of this conversation, you guys will understand as well that you guys are participants in this political <laughs> piece, in this political art, just by listening and supporting. But all right, so political art. I tried to say, well, if I'm going to talk about political art, how do I define it, right? I look for a definition. There's no fucking definition. You guys be my guests. Go online. Look for a definition. <laughs> I challenge you. There's none. <laughs> look for a definition, a clear definition of what is political art. Apparently, political and art are two words mm-hmm. that they're not a thing. Together, they're not a thing. So you, you can't say political art. You can say... Uh, um, a book is political so I'm looking in, in Wikipedia and I find political music political novels political posters so posters falls under the category of art so does music right. right they can be political but there's no such thing as political art so if somebody says I'm a political artist 
It makes no sense. But is it like a concept or it's just like the concept, not even the concept exists and people aren't, people don't want to call art political art. I think the problem with the definition of political art, and again, I challenge my, our listeners because you guys are so brilliant. I know our listeners are brilliant people, very intelligent, very artistic people. I challenge you guys to find and look, in, look am amongst yourselves. Can you find a definition of specifically political art? The problem is that political mm -hmm. is an open description. Mm. Something being political, because yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean governmental or, or anti-governmental. No. Political means a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. And so, art is an open, an we, open def, it's an open definition. Art is hard to define, right? So how are you going to define something that's political and something that's, that's art? Can we say that art is always political then? There, now you're, you're jumping the gun, but yes, that's where we're going to end up at the end of this conversation, is that <laughs> yes, all art is political. And that's why it cannot be no a concept of political art, because all art tries to convey a message. All right, so the show's over. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Carla has concluded the show. <laughs> she's, she's gotten it. <laughs> No, yes, it's true. What you're saying is true. And we'll, and we'll, we'll discuss it. We'll, yeah, I, but it's good that we're all on board. Yes, mm -hmm. that is true. So political, because art by nature is political. And right. So yeah, so I was looking on Wikipedia and I was trying to find a definition or, or things. And I'm seeing feminist art. Mm -hmm. So art that's feminist. Mm -hmm. So you have art and then you have specifically a, a genre of politics or social politics, feminism. So there's art that is feminist. There is not political art, but I could find maybe communist art. Right. Or I can find, if you want to talk about specifically politics, you could find, let's say, uh, civil rights art. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See yeah. what I'm saying? Um, so there, there's a, a... That's another reason why, let's say, graffiti is associated with anti-establishment, but not all graffiti is anti-establishment. And graffiti is public art, or let's say, street art. But... I mean, there's the street art that is propaganda. Right. That is not anti-establishment. Right. That is actually pro-establishment. I think, I think maybe started as anti-establishment and no. going... No, I think it's both. It depends what side you're on and it depends who's making the right. art. That, that, honestly, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you can have the uh, establishment enforcing propaganda art, mm -hmm. posters mm -hmm. and, and paintings of their leaders. Right. And then you and you have people who deface it and and cross it out and put mustaches on them. Well, but I'm talking more about the writers, not about all... This conversation's going to get good. I have a tall glass of wine. No. <laughs> I'm talking more about the art, um, the graffiti writers and not all street art as we know of posters and stickers and... Um, flyers and advertisement in the street but I'm talking more about graffiti writers maybe is I mean you know more about this but this is my understanding it started as let's go against the rules and let let's express ourselves um, and let's have the freedom to do so in the trains and on the streets and going against the establishment but I feel like now we have even graffiti writers that That are establishment That are establishment. Artists, That's are what I mean. It's propaganda. Right. Because now you have street artists and graffiti artists uh -huh, uh -huh. that are being hired by corporations yeah. to do a McDonald's ad, a Nike exactly, ad, exactly. A, a whatever ad. So, yeah. So now we have propaganda. A and you have street artists doing political pieces, pro-politics, pro meaning like mm -hmm, Shepard Ferry mm -hmm. doing the Obama mm -hmm, poster. Mm -hmm. You know, you have a street artist who's doing propaganda. Mm -hmm. Now, it might be 
to to some, most of us it might not seem like propaganda because we might be I mean, we might have been pro Obama. Exactly. But it's still But if you if you are anti Obama, mm-hmm. it it's propaganda. Mm-hmm. Let me again, let me go let me go through some of the things that I'm seeing in Wikipedia, but you have uh, protest art. You have um, activism. You know, activist art. You have um, cultural art. Mm-hmm. You have something uh, war art, yes. war propaganda art. You know, pro-war or or war posters. You know, something pr- promoting uh, an agenda, yeah. a military agenda. It depends what side of the politics you're yeah, on, yeah. and it has nothing to do really with the government. Sometimes it has to do with society. So they say, like, for example, New York street art, they say subway art, graffiti art started at a time where in New York where um, there was a, a recession in the city. There was a, actually an economic recession. And because the poor communities or the, quote, you know, minority communities, mm-hmm. you know, were being affected the most and ignored the most, uh, they felt like taking it out on the system. And the only example, easiest example to see for them was, let's say, the train system. Right. That was running through the whole city, and they they felt like, well, if I could write my protest statement, if I can say fuck you and fuck the government and fuck the mayor and fuck everybody on the subway, they'll see it. Mm-hmm. And that was their way of getting that word out. And and of course, people started putting their signature on it and eventually wanted to get notoriety for their own style, and it developed into an art form. But yeah, I I think in New York there was an economic reason, a motivation, a social economic motivation behind you know subway art um it didn't just happen because of style you yeah. know or or specifically you know people were political artists you right. know i think they were just artists they are not even artists they were just people people who wanted to say something you know and i think that's where we're gonna we're gonna get into those kind of definitions i started looking around and i found one article online that says what is political art and it said you know political art has been a part of the social landscape of the world for centuries art has always been used as a way to reflect society and shed light on issues of the day political art has been around from the beginning of the united states history reflected in such iconic images as the donkey representing the democratic party today the new yorker magazine has gained fame for its political art um and then they, def- they describe some of the different categories social social political art which is um, art that is used to help the public understand a particular social or political issue. They talk about propaganda. Propaganda, although artists may create pieces that don't necessarily present their political leanings, political art can be used as propaganda. In other words, even if I'm not affiliated with a a specific political uh, side, party, you know, my art can be used to either as a pro or as a negative for a political purpose mm-hmm. by a political as propaganda. Yeah. During the World War II, the United States and the Nazi regime used propaganda to garner support for their citizens. So during World War II there was that's a perfect example of what we were just saying earlier. In World War II you can say, well there's propaganda because the Nazis and there's propaganda because the communists. But the United States did it also. Yeah. They did their own version of propaganda which was a pro USA type of movement Mm -hmm. instead of a pro-world movement then there's protest political art has also been used by citizens as a form of protest uh, against totalitarian governments or a way to let politicians know that they are unhappy with the way things are happening Uh, in the 1980s posters were created by aids activists who wanted to let the u.s government know how dissatisfied they were so as a protest 
you're not necessarily associated with a political party. Right. You might just be protesting, period. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, what subway art kind of came out of. Nobody was really a it wasn't a politically funded or politically, you know, associated movement. It was people that just wanted to say something for themselves. And eventually, yes, uh, different different sects or gangs with certain points of view started to like get their message out and activism started to happen and, and be, be born out of it. Um, and then another category they talk about, which is a category that I usually kind of take more part of is, is satire. Political issues are often serious in nature, but however, po political art is a way of helping citizens of the country see some of the humor mm -hmm. in these ridiculous politics. So satire, political satire, where I, for me, a lot of times when I see things that are happening in the news, if I want to, if I've done a few paintings and I'll post them, a few paintings of Donald Trump or whatever, you know, in the beginning I was just frustrated and I was like, well, fuck Trump. And I, it was kind of like a, my own little protest. Eventually I started seeing maybe the humor in this, like, well, this is kind of ridiculous. And I started drawing him more like in a humorous way. Yeah. Um, and I think political satire is something that you're more familiar with. It's the, it's the type of political art that is sp spread out further in magazines and newspapers and, and things like that right that's what you see the most yeah that's what i was going to say that in this political well in these years um we have seen a lot of uh satire in newspapers and magazines because people are just tired and they're using everything they can to make fun of the situation and and even political satire as far as videos I mean, yeah. at SNL, Saturday Night exactly. Live, is political satire. Yeah. It's acting. Mm -hmm. It's drama. Mm -hmm. It's it's writing. Mm -hmm. Right? And that's political art. And that's political satire. Um, music. People have mm -hmm. made songs about Trump and yeah. making fun of the situation and making fun of some of his politics and all that. So yeah. I guess I opened up a can of worms with choosing a topic like political art. Yes. Because it's, it's bigger than just saying, I like to paint pictures of politicians. No, exactly. And, yeah. and it's going more, it's not just a negative side and a positive side, it's like all together. It's all happening at the same time. So we have a lot, a lot of, to talk about. All right, so I'm gonna now move into this other article that I found on a more uh, human level, mm -hmm. away from flags and countries and governments and all that, but in a, on a human level, it's, it's making a statement that all art is political. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to read some of this. So art for your sake, it says, we don't have to debate whether art should be political. It always is. Mm -hmm. They talk about um, Aristotle, which is an old Greek yeah. philosopher, right? So he says, when Aristotle concluded that man by nature is a political animal, he hit two nails on the head. Um, like all the great apes that we're most commonly known with, you know, chimpanzees, right? We are also social creatures. So if you put yourself in that point and you say, well, look at the animal kingdom. Right. There's politics amongst animals, right? There's social politics and how they structure themselves and how they express themselves establishes their politics, who they align themselves with and who they don't. Um, well, humans are like that as well in everything that we do, in the, in the clothing that we wear, in the music we listen to in the words we choose to, to speak, in the podcasts that we make. Right. Everything that we do is political. It's not a coincidence that in this time, we were motivated to make a bilingual podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With a Latino, you know, exactly. 
showcasing a Latino background. Um, not so much to rub it in people's faces, but more to say, you know what? There's nothing wrong with this. And why is this here. a bad thing? Yeah, why is this a bad thing? Right. Um, so the article continues. It says, um, socially by definition implies society and consequentially social politics. So social politics is it exists in the animal kingdom it also exists amongst ourselves as human beings aside from actual government politics mm -hmm. um, and the freedom and equally the prohibition of individuals to express themselves through any means by which the influence is cast into the societal cauldron must then be political in other words whether you're trying to stop expression or increase people's freedom for expression it's all political it's all going to end up being political and it's hard to imagine that art would not be a part of this, you know, because right. art is created by human beings. Um, it, it talks about also symbols. Um, and I think right now we're inundated with symbols, right? Because we're living in a, in a social media environment where we're constantly seeing symbols all around us. Well, visual art, written art, movies, music, everything we talked about, all the mediums, use symbols constantly. We talked about it in, in, in previous mm -hmm. episodes. Mm -hmm. Well, these symbols are loaded. Yes. And they use an example in this article. They say, you know, for us here walking on land, when we give the thumbs up, you know, if I stick my thumb up at you, it means everything's good. Everything's okay. Right. If you and I were scuba diving and I give you the thumbs up, it doesn't mean everything's okay. It means let's go up. Let's oh. go up for air. Okay. In order for me to tell you everything is okay, I have to make a circle with my fingers and give you the okay symbol mm. for okay. Because thumbs up means let's go up, mm -hmm. means there's an urgency to go up. Mm -hmm. So it ex this article uses that as an example, how symbols, depending on the context and depending on where you are, can mean different things. It's the same thing with art. Right. So I can create a piece of art right now that maybe in this political climate might be reactionary. It right. might create some, you know, some reaction. But in another time, maybe in 100 years, might not mean shit to anybody. Mm -hmm. You know, in 100 years, who's going to give a shit about Trump? That is true. You know, but right now, if I do something about Trump, it's like, what? Yeah. You know, or if I do something about whatever, you know, maybe uh, something about race, because right now race is a big, a big deal. Mm -hmm. It means everything to the world. But yeah. maybe in 100 years, we, it won't mean so much. Yeah. You know, or maybe in a different culture where black and white is not a problem. Maybe in another culture, it'll be a different race. That's a problem. You know, so the, the, the article goes into saying that another thing about political art and that makes it all makes all art political and makes it depending on the context, political or not, is time, you know, time that passes. Um, yes, it depends on on the historic moment when it's happening. And then that's why everybody wants to express themselves or get to know. Um, yeah, just express themselves with whatever artistic method they can. But I feel that in a way we are privileged to have the education or at least a, a little background of art and of information and of knowledge and of research because I feel like now with social media it's like what happened with radio when radio was a thing people were just listening to radio but they didn't have the the mechanism to identify real information from wrong and false information so i feel like for us and um, people that are listening to this podcast we are privileged to have um like a sense of research and 
and to look for more. But there's a lot of people out in social media and more now that they're just looking at stuff and reacting, but yeah. they don't really do a research about it. And I feel like that's also part of what is political art because there's a lot of articles out there and information that is false, but maybe it can be like a satire mm -hmm. and it's a written satire and it's used, and and it's used, it's used, as, used real political. as real political information that people are taking as real. Yeah, we've, we've seen that. We've seen false, fake yeah, information fake and, and you find out that the image was some sort of Photoshop joke exactly. that somebody else is using for their political agenda. Exactly. So I feel like, and this happened even before, like we were talking about propaganda and all that. If you're not, and it's not if you're not smart enough, it's if you didn't have the privilege of having an education to investigate more about what you're looking at, then you don't know if that's real or not and you just believe in anything and, and anything that is out there. Yeah, and I, I think and I think being an artist right now in this times and, and future artists, new artists that are coming up, you have a responsibility to really think about what you're putting out there Yeah. and, and who you are affiliating with yourself with also. Mm -hmm. um, think about it. Um, I mean, right now, the biggest thing in the news right now and my just entertaining me right now is yeah. this whole Drake uh, Pusha T. Yeah. Beef. I've always been a fan of Pusha T more than Drake. But then Pusha T is associated now with with um, Kanye. Kanye, and who, who politically, you know, even Pusha T says he doesn't agree with his politics, with with Kanye's politics, and he's talked to him in his face about it. But the point is, rap beef that is now even political beef, mm -hmm. and it's even using social politics, social media politics, and it and it's and it's a battle between Drake and Pusha T. But it it went from lyrics to now politics. Politics, personal, race, society, it's yeah. everything and anything. And yeah. that's a perfect example where art, an art form that I always appreciated, rap, you know, hip hop, is, you know, it's it's because of the social climate that we're in. It's it's a it's a social polit political battle, and, and it's more social politics than anything more now. And and people feel they feed into it mm -hmm. with the likes and the reshares and all this stuff. And mm -hmm. these are the times that we're living in. Yeah, everything's political. Everything. Can't escape it. Sipping Merlot and talking culture and politics. All right, culture talk. Let's talk about this Trump. Trumpecito. Trumpeton. Um, Trumpito. This is our episode to vent. So if I you know, guys so if you guys are pro Trump, sit, buckle up. <laughs> Get ready for us to vent because we are definitely anti-Trump. Or just keep the next <laughs> 20 minutes. If you are anti-Trump, uh, use this opportunity to explore some of your thoughts about it. Mm -hmm. We're not gonna drag Trump politically for policies and things like that. When we're, we're not you know, hardcore poli politics, po politic, political or people or anything mm -hmm. like that. Um, what I decided to do is, is kind of, I started analyzing what is my beef with Trump? What I, why do I hate this man? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know him personally. Right. I've, but I've seen him in the media for years. I'm a New Yorker, so I've seen him in New, you know, New York media for years. He's done some really despicable things that I can never imagine doing. Mm -hmm. And, I, and just on those things alone, I hate the man. And then, and then being the things that he's done and said against, you know, 
Latin culture and Latin people. I just right. can't. I can't. Did you hate him before he became president or now you hate him more? I didn't like him before. You didn't like him? I never liked him. Mm, okay. He was the symbol of everything that was wrong with New York. Okay. He was Mr. Monopoly. He was the rich man. Mm -hmm. He was the guy that, that the, the businessman that that was buying and selling and boasting about all his money and 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 then arrogant and then yeah, insensitive that, to the to the typical new yorker that kind of people is always like what the fuck is wrong with you like i never understood how could i mean growing up in the times that i grew up how can you have in the 80s and 90s let's say a pablo escobar uh -huh. in colombia a uh -huh. drug dealer building communities and giving back to the people Right. Being super wealthy, granted, he did he's he was horrible and he did some horrible things and some horrible crimes, but how can you have a man make so much money and give back to the community and that's and he's loved by the community because of that? And then here in New York, we have so many wealthy people that just could give a fuck about the community right. and want to bury us on top of that. Right. Not just give a fuck. They want to bury us. They want to put their foot on our neck but first they want to utilize us of course they want to use us so we and if build... they can't and if they can't use me they want to use my kids they want to exactly. use my offspring exactly. and if they can't use my offspring they want to use my great great offspring exactly. but they want to use us yeah so we build we build your buildings we clean your floors we serve your people and then after that you you paid us like a misery and after that then yeah you just want to get rid of Of all of us because just because what the fuck man right, so i mean you guys see where we stand politically that that kind of i think we just expressed our politics yeah <laughs> right there i don't know if it associates if it aligns perfectly with any political party right now but yeah you, i mean you guys see where we're coming from politically there it's not only like for me it's not only the policies or now talking about him as a president It's not only the policies and all this craziness, but it's just the ignorance, the blunt ignorance, and now nobody does anything. Like everybody keeps leaving, everybody keeps running, and and I'm guilty of that because I cannot just stop my life and say no. I'm going to Trump Tower to protest, <laughs> or I'm going to Washington to protest, yeah. and and then expect something to change because I know it's not going to happen. But there's so many people in the United States that they like we were talking in the section before they have the privilege of information researching and all that and and they still like blind and yeah. and he's still there all right <laughs> it's so, incredible so that's our political part of this now let's just talk about and this is why, why i wanted to start talking about this topic and i wanted to bring it to the podcast is there's a problem with trump from a latino perspective because that's what this podcast is about is Stand, from a Latino stance, yeah. Latin cultural stance, yeah. there's a problem, there's a conflict between Trump's culture, the, tr the culture of Trump, mm -hmm. and Latino culture, and it, it clashes. And I think we already said some of them that clash, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, number one that we just said, putting, putting your neck, putting your foot on the neck of poor people right. clashes with Latin culture and what we're raised with. Not all, but but an ideal that we have something that we strive for right you know we're not perfect people mm -hmm. you know and latin culture is not perfect but we strive for charity we strive towards charity we strive towards mercy for people understanding of poor people that's what we strive for we because strive for. because we come from humble beginnings and we know that and we know mm -hmm. that there's 
you know, uh, a majority of immigrants, Latin Americans, and even back at home, people that have left their home, you know, country because of their humble beginnings. Right. You know, you can't imagine coming to the United States and seeing that a political figure, the most powerful person in, in, in the country is somebody who would step on poor people or step on people that are weaker or step on, you know, people that are not safe. Yeah, know? I will say that even if it's just talk, you expect your politics to be we're gonna help the community and we're gonna build up people and and we're gonna give to those that don't have enough even if it's just talk you expect your the people that are in charge to set that to tone. say that yeah and to say no we have to help each other we have to build build each other it doesn't matter like here in the united states that is democrat or republican i feel like The presidents before, they tried to do that in a way because they knew that even whites are on welfare and they need help too. So to have now this president that, yeah, he doesn't care about this and he doesn't set a, a tone for it. And not even that, but he says then, well, not only you're not generating money for our country, but it's like, and you're worth nothing and you better go or... <laughs> Yeah. Or you're going to jail or yeah. let's see what you're going to do. It's like, what? Really? I mean, yeah. So so I think we, we kind of pointed something there when we say at least say it, right? Exactly. Well, because why we do, know. Why, why, what, yeah. Okay. So why, why do we even have a fucking guy standing there called president? Is he running the country really? Is he really running the no, country? No, no. There's, there's a whole branch. team. Exactly. There's a, entire teams of people actually running the country. The only reason we put your stupid ass up there on the platform is for you to talk for us, mm -hmm. for you to set the tone. And don't talk for, don't talk to me. Mm -hmm. Talk to the other motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Talk to my neighbor. Mm -hmm. Talk to my neighbor's neighbor. Set a tone that lets everybody know, hey, 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 we're all going to get along here. Mm -hmm. We're all going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Everybody's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't stand in front of a crowd of people and put one against the other. Exactly. If you stand, you know, we we have you there for a reason. We have you there for a reason. You could have done this as a private citizen. If you, if you want to talk all this crap, exactly. you could have done all that shit in private. Mm -hmm. As a private citizen, you were doing it for years as a, as a business owner. You had your own platforms to speak. You had a TV show. You had all kinds of times to say the things you, you wanted to say. You never said this shit when you were on TV. Yeah. You never came out on TV and said all this crazy shit on your TV show because it would ruin your ratings. Yeah. But as, as a president, you come up and you say these things and it's it's crazy. So... Yeah. So, so okay. So, Latin culture. We we expect you that you would that you would speak, that you would set a tone of peace. That you would speak to myself towards myself for my causes, as well as my neighbor, and set a tone of we're all gonna get along. Mm -hmm. We're all gonna cooperate. We're all gonna move as a group, as mm -hmm. a, as a unit. Mm -hmm. And he's not. Yeah. He's not doing that. And that goes against our thinking because, especially in Latin culture, we're looking for unity. Yeah. And I think that's that's core to Latin the Latin community is. We've been spending the past hundred or maybe 200 years trying to unite, trying to find unity amongst all the different cultures, all the different countries, right. because we're trying, to, we're, trying to, we're trying to move in one direction. Right. You know, we've had divisions for money or divisions for politics or whatever we might have had, but we're trying, to, we're trying to even unify people from different flags mm -hmm. in the Latin community, right? Yeah, exactly. We're trying to unify Colombians, Venezuelans, Mexicans, Puerto Ricans, Cubans. You know, even Cubans, Cubans that are communists, and we we still try to unify with them and say, you know what, we're all Latino at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's something that Trump is not supporting. Yeah. So that goes and gets our core of what we believe in, mm -hmm. right? Another thing, and I'll move on to other subjects, is family. 
Right. His sense of family is twisted. Yeah. You know, Latino culture, we have a lot of divorce. We have a lot of broken homes. I know we are not perfect people, but we don't promote that. We strive for something better. Mm -hmm. Right. We strive for unification. And even if that's the situation, Latino families, they in a way they stay together and they try to keep the family together and then they try to uh, treat each other with love and respect and it's not in all families but yeah if there's a divorce fathers and mothers are together raising the child um, and he's just not doing that at all you I've never seen him in a loving way to his younger son at least the younger because he's he's the youngest and yeah and I've he never, has problems too <laughs> I've never seen any and images I've, of him like playing with him, him play yeah playing with him talking with him something nothing at all and then him him with with melania i mean melania is, a, is another problem i mean shit like not i i can't stand that woman <laughs> like i you know i have a hard <laughs> time with, I, don't, I, I don't have i don't because i don't want to offend people that exactly. might feel a certain way but i I have a hard time with that lady. I have a hard time because I get the picture of her background. Yeah. And wh where how she came about. And and it's not picture perfect and I'm not I don't want to judge that, but the way that they're presenting themselves make me makes me feel I like think judging the problem, them. I think the problem is exactly like what you're saying, the way that they presented it, the way the media is treating her, let's say in comparison to Michelle Obama or whomever come before but in spe specifically Michelle Obama if Michelle Obama did half of the things she have done she will never she, Obama will never have been a president no at I, all and and then I feel like maybe that's why you feel a certain way is because people don't judge her the same way they will judge somebody else or a person with, of color and she it, she's she's an immigrant but because she's associated with Trump She's seen as I don't know a nice. I mean, okay, I so that that goes into that goes into, I think, the way we view teachers, right? Let's say let's say let's use a different example, different leaders mm -hmm. in our lives. So teachers, religious people. I'm not gonna use priests in that because that has a whole other. Yeah, no. That that's tough because that's another thing. That's another issue. Mm -hmm. But let's say teachers. Right, school teachers. We we view school teachers a certain way. We have them in front of us because they're supposed to uplift and set a certain standard for us to learn from mm -hmm. and to and to strive for. Are we in a point in this country where we just want to say, well, our leaders don't have to lead. They don't have to be role models. I think our leaders are supposed to be role models, especially if I'm paying for you. Right. <laughs> especially, you know, like my entertainers don't have to be role. I don't expect rappers to be role models. I don't expect athletes to be role models because I'm not paying for you. But you're, I, I elected you or didn't elect you and I still have to pay taxes towards this country and you're still, you're a public servant. Mm -hmm. You should be a role model. Yeah. You should be a role model because you're a public servant. Right. And we're at a point right now where politically in this country, it feels like people are trying to almost bend the rule and say, no, they don't have to be role models. No, exactly. Like, and, and, I don't, just people I, and I don't expect them to be perfect. In other words, if there was a scandal, one scandal, Trump was found in an affair, I'd be like, mm -hmm. okay, fuck it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I get it. We're human. Yeah. We all make mistakes. Yeah. But this guy is, the, is an example of anti-role model, a person who does not want to be a role model. 
at all. So why is he president? Yeah, I mean, and even if my in my classes when we were talking about PR and public relations and public relation for politics, my professor was saying they had to be so careful to see which person they were going to elect to represent a certain um, city or state. He has to be the picture perfect man, let's say if he's a man, right. has to be married. Um, it has to be young or with a, like a sense of community. It has to say certain things. They have to clean all his records to make sure that it's okay. So how is that this changed? Because this guy definitely doesn't like he has nothing in the checklist. I, I think and I think this goes into like American society. I don't know if it's global society because I'm hearing that this happens also in other countries, but maybe we're in a time right now, political climate around the world where people are trying to break that and say polit polit politicians don't have to be role models. Maybe, they don't have to be examples right. for us to follow. I, then I don't understand why the fuck am I following you? Right. That's or what, that's, how, that's how is it up. that you're the face of a country? That, that's the thing. Like you're a leader, you're a role model, you're a leader. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to lead so that we follow. And if we can't follow, then who are you leading? Mm -hmm. And then what about the rest of us that are just gonna sit back and be like, oh hell no? Like right, right now, I feel like the country's in a standstill. Right. Like we're just standing here and, waiting, like waiting every every day. We're waiting to find out that no, nope, right. we're done with this already. And related it back to Latinos, it's just that it's so obvious his relationship to to our community and the way that he treats us. Mexicans, the Mexican president, Mexicans, Puerto Ricans, like it's crazy. Mexicans that met, it seems the beginning, Mexicans are rapists. The the gangs, when he said that message in the in the Senate, um, he basically said that the gangs are a majority of Latinos. Then he called the people on the gangs animals. And I understand that he was talking about people on gangs. But because he said that the majority of the people in the gangs are Latinos, and then he said that these people are animals, if you make the correlation, it's very simple. He's saying that Latinos and immigrants are animals. They all come to be part of the gangs, and they also come to kill us. And that's just not right. And then you go into how he treated Puerto Rico, that he said that, oh, Puerto Rico, you, but he said, you're taking our budget, um, like you're using too, he basically said, you're using too much money from our budget, and this has been the greatest response to an emergency, and now you see the news, and a Harvard study just said that in Puerto Rico, there were 4,645 deaths in comparison to what the government was saying that it was 70 um, death. I don't know, it's just like, it's so obvious that he just, he just don't care. And he has never cared. And and it's just... I mean, for, for me, the thing that got me, that just made me realize that we're, we have the devil in front of us <laughs> in the mm. flesh, is uh, is this whole thing with the Central Park you know, oh yeah, that's yeah. The that, old, that goes the old case from my time, mm -hmm. from the '90s, the Central Park, you know, quote unquote wolf pack. Yeah. And now he had tried so hard, putting out a newspaper, an article, and everything in the in, in the newspaper, for in the local what? newspaper. For what? To to say that these guys should be incarcerated and all that, and then for him now as president to say, yeah, no, but still, <laughs> but you know, DNA doesn't prove anything. And he's like, no, they're not innocent. So it, if you guys don't know about it, just look up 
just look up Central Park Wolfpack and you'll hear the whole story. Yeah. But these guys were in prison. They were teenagers. They were imprisoned in, uh, and they were innocent. Mm -hmm. They were just caught up at a time where there was like a lot of kids running around the streets and this, that, and the other and doing wild things and they were wilding out and there was uh, some rapist mm -hmm. that ended up uh, raping a, a white lady in Central Park and then the police took in whatever kids they could find. Mm -hmm. So they found whatever it was, five or six minority kids, you know, Latino and black, and they, they incarcerated them. And and they, they, they got them to make false confessions and, and they put them in jail I for a long there's... period of time. And then they got released because DNA tests said that they weren't innocent. And Donald Trump still claims, nope, they're guilty. I think there's a documentary about it. Yes. So the relationship with Donald Trump is that he placed an advertisement on the newspapers. Yeah. Uh, trying to blame the kids for for what happened and basically trying to make the kids go to jail right yeah because basically what he you know he's a he's a real estate person so for him these wildings and things going on in central park you know he's his whole thing is like property value mm -hmm. you know and his whole thing is if i can be a leader for these uh real estate people to mm -hmm. show them that like i'm trying to raise the property value and trying mm -hmm. to clean up this city Mm -hmm. you know then I'm, I'm gonna be a leader for these people yeah. so i'm gonna speak for them right you know yeah so and then another thing about trump and latinos is that i feel like it's creating uh fear and stress in latino communities yes like and, I, and i'm a and i'm an american latino latino american and i feel it mm -hmm. that's the thing i can't imagine how real immigrants must feel right now mm -hmm. in this country because you leave your country for a better future and you come here and you find this animal right as the leader of this country it's like it's like you're you're looking for an opportunity you end up working at a fucking horrible factory with a horrible boss mm -hmm. and you're just like well i fuck it i guess i have to i'm here already <laughs> you know what i mean and, and people are telling you well it's only four more years it's okay exactly you know what i mean deal with it ah this country you know we change we change leaders every four years you know i don't, I don't you know yeah but but no but like it's horrible It's horrible because it's 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 ruining it's ruining what the United States used to be mean, mm -hmm. what North America and the United States used to mean for Latin America. It I, in a way maybe it's making us look at each other a little more, the Latin community, and say, you know, how can we help each other out? Mm -hmm. Because we're the only ones that can help each other. But you know, I, for me, the most despicable thing was the way he was and treating Puerto, the Puerto Rican issue. You yeah. know, Puerto Rico and the hurricane issue and, and all that, the way he treated it, his lack of attention to it and his dismissal of the needs. Um, and to this day, the fact that he's... And still, exactly. Yeah, irrelevant, you know, he, he, indifferent to it. And and that... And, and the way that he treated it, the way he spoke of and treated the Mexican government as, as if the Mexican government or the... The president of Mexico works for him. Yeah. That's I mean, crazy. That's it is, crazy. It is crazy. Because if I'm your neighbor, mm -hmm. in the Latin culture, if I'm your neighbor, mm -hmm. you know, my house is my house, your house is your house. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go to your house and pretend that your house is my house. And I think the only problem there was that the president of Mexico didn't have his pants well put <laughs> to come back at Trump and say, no, but exactly, this that's your house, this is my house. I'm not paying for things that you want to do in your house. But like we're just done. We're not doing it, and we. But at, like, but this at the is same, country. at the I same time, know. politics are politics, and 
Yeah, I know I gotta, that. I got to I have to say I've been I've been confronted in my in my life by ignorant Americans like that. And the best move isn't to confront back, but to look at it and say these people are fucking animals. They don't know what they're doing. And and play the long game. Yeah, okay. He didn't have to come back and say something straight like that. But maybe a statement, a statement well written, not the ignorant way that Trump did it, but well written and and well said in a smart way. I think that was maybe needed. Maybe. Well, that's where we're that's where we're here right now, talking politics. Yep. Politicians. Yes. So you know why I, you know why I'm speaking Spanish better right now, right? Why? I have my Colombia jersey on. Uh, <laughs> he's ready for the World Cup. I he has my... been ready for the last two weeks wearing that jersey every single day. I'm like Chris, but you don't need to wear it right now. Well, I'm Not wearing my yet. I'm wearing my Colombia jersey. I'm wearing my away Colombia jersey right now. So wow. Yes. So this is the el español. Español. Está activado. It's, 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 it's yeah. Okay. Exactly. Next one is yes. message. Message, mensaje. See? Boom. You're speaking to a Colombian right now. Pero este que le dio. Next one is society. Society, sociedad. Nice. Sociedad. Okay. And next one is changes. Changes? Mm -hmm. Cambios. Ooh, nice. See? Okay. Next one is <laughs> evolución. Evolución. Evolution? Yes. Evolution. 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 Next one is critique. Critique. Critica. 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 Critique yes. is critica. That's yes. all about the accent. Where you accentuate. The exactly. Critica. And that's important. Very important. Next one is style. Style is estilo. Yes. As in, este estilo del Colombian jersey. El estilo. Oh, my God. Next one is activist. Activist? Oh, that's tough. It can't be activista. Because that sounds crazy. That's what it is. Activista? Yeah. That sounds like so, like, Spanglish. Activist is activista? Yes. Okay. Activista. Okay. Next one is, this one is a good one. Establishment. Establishment? Yeah. I don't think I ever said establishment. <laughs> establishment. I feel like if I wanted to... Wow, you stole It's me. not going to be a literal translation. I, I'm assuming not because I don't, I've never heard of establishment. Because the literal translation will not mean what we're trying to talk about on this episode. Okay, so establishment is like an institution exactly so i would say institu institution almost there what is but it? it's like an organization 
Organización. Yes. Is establishment? So, organización, fundación. Those are synonyms. Uh, yeah. And then it can also be like institución, because institución is synonym of organización. Because establishment, the literal translation in Spanish is establecimiento. Yeah. And establecimiento in Spanish, we use it more for like the physical thing. Right. Like this is uh, this is el establecimiento. So it's the place where it what it is, but not the meaning of establishment, which is the organization behind it. Right. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Establishment yeah. is. Organización. Organiz that's organization. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. I might have to edit that out. <laughs> Next one is country. Country. País. Yes. All right. Wait, but country. Yeah. Two meanings. Country meaning your 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 government country, your the country that you live in. Uh huh. Yeah. País. País. Mm -hmm. But then country can also be the countryside. The countryside. What is that? The countryside would be el campo. Yeah. Right. So campo, country, but you would never say de mi campo. No. But you do say. Um, this is my country yeah in English you say this is my country but you don't say this is my country meaning this is mi campo no no exactly so it's the same in English you, we use country for two ways country music meaning country like the, yeah, the countryside I know and but it depends how you're using the word and you have to say countryside you cannot just say this is my country because the country is the whole thing. Oh, but you but can say I'm born out into the country. Born, how is it? Out, out into the country. Like, I'm going out into the country. I'm going outside of the city into the country. Okay. That makes sense. Because in Puerto Rico, we say, vamos para la isla. And it's like going inside the island. But we are all in the island. Yeah. All right. Okay. Wow. Next one is... Words are tricky. They are tricky. Next one is leader. A leader. Okay. A leader is a... Ooh. It's easy. You might think it's easy because you have it in your... A leader is... Very similar. I don't know. Leader. Really? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Leader? Leader. So the last one is role model. Role model. Okay. What is it? I have no idea. Oh. Okay. So it's modelo a seguir. It's what? Modelo a seguir. Modelo a seguir. All right. Thank you. Another episode done. Next episode is going to be episode 27, Musica Mundial. And on Art Life, I'm going to be talking about my process for making music, how I go about putting together the beats that I make, the music that you hear in the background of this podcast. And on Culture Talk, we're going to be talking and reviewing World Cup songs in preparation to the World Cup. Which is kicking off very soon. Yes. All right, and at the end of all that, hablando español. 
Peace.